Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right, let's focus on another story. Uh, yesterday, we had learned uh, that um, there was reports of a truck uh, and an overpass being hit at the Gilmore Overpass, which is eastbound on Highway 1. Now, the police and the uh, Ministry of Transportation's Commercial Vehicle Enforcement Branch uh, investigated. Uh, we have learned that it was minor damage to a sign attached to the overpass. There was no visible damage to the bridge. Turns out the commercial vehicle was transporting a helicopter and the driver had received an oversized permit. However, the height exceeded what was stated on the permit. Uh, the carrier involved is International Machine Transport Inc., which has been issued an immediate suspension across their 20 vehicle fleet uh, until the investigation is complete. But once again, uh, the story highlights the challenges around trucks and overpasses. In fact, 31 overpasses have been hit over the past two years. Our next guest says, let's revisit the whole issue around overpasses. Do we need to build them taller? Do they have to change? Is it about more fines? Joining me now to talk a little bit about overpasses and whether or not we need to perhaps make them a little taller as we build out our infrastructure. Joining me now is uh, Dylan Kruger, uh, City Councillor in Delta. Dylan, thank you for joining us. Jazz, thanks for having me. So walk me through this. Do you think that we should actually seriously start looking at building overpasses that are a bit taller? To my understanding, I think right now we build them to about five meters, and that should generally, uh, generally, uh, you know, accommodate the vast majority of commercial commercial vehicles. Uh, Jazz, it's it's one part of the solution, and I want to be very clear. Uh, the culpability here is on the negligence of the drivers and the companies that they that they work for. Uh, now, thousands of trucks go through Metro Vancouver every day, and 99.9% of them uh, understand the rules and, and regulations of the road. Uh, there's a very small number of actors, and that, that number does seem to be growing. It seems that every week it's, uh, all right, another week, whatever pass we hit in this week. I and mean, it's just getting absolutely, cra- uh, absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, number one, we need legislative changes to increase fines. The, the province recently... Uh, up them from $115 to $575. That's the maximum that they're allowed to do under current legislation. That's just the cost of doing business. That's a drop in the bucket. That is not punitive. That's certainly not helping uh, to re- recoup the costs uh, to taxpayers in the hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars every time there's an incident. So that's number one. So before, uh, before we move on, yeah. what do you think the fine should be if once the legislation is changed and you can charge, uh, you know, and, uh, hand somebody a bigger fine, what do you think the fine should be? Uh, it, it needs to be sufficiently punitive, and it needs to be uh, helping to pay for a percentage of, of the repairs. We have taxpayers on the hook uh, for hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars in repairs per overpass. And in Delta, my city alone, we've had three hit in the last six months of the 31-plus that you've mentioned. Uh, and every time an overpass is hit, there is damage to the local economy, businesses that have to shut down, commuters stuck in traffic. Uh, I can't tell you a number, but I tell you it's going to be a heck of a lot more than $575. And correct me if I'm wrong, one of the one of the overpasses, it was quite significant, they're going to repair it. I mean, it, you can still go, use it, uh, but there's going to have to, there's going to be some, they, it does require some work, and I think that's $10 million. Is that the budget for one of the overpasses? Yeah, well, the, the number keeps growing because, of course, it doesn't help that we're doing the repair work uh, during this cold snap. But that's the Highway 17A overpass right on the southbound side of the George Massey Tunnel. Uh, it's nine weeks of repair work. Uh, 
during that time, uh, weekends and evenings, the overpass will be completely closed in one direction. That has significant impacts for uh, restaurants, breweries, uh, other sorts of businesses in the Tilbury Industrial Park. It has impacts for residents living on the wrong side of that overpass that are cut off from emergency services like hospitals, doctors' offices, grocery stores. There are real costs to real people that are impacted by every one of these closures. Uh, and we need to share that it's great that we're cutting off the licenses for these companies and charging them $575. Uh, but there's real punitive damages that need to be paid here. Okay, so that's that's number one in regards to the damages themselves. What do you think about just future overpasses as we continue to build, rebuild, rehabilitate, that we just make these overpasses higher? Yeah, well, there's no question, and some of this work is already happening, but it's worth another look. Every time we do an upgrade, and we spend uh, hundreds of millions of dollars on strategic uh, upgrades to provincial infrastructure every single year, uh, we're right-sizing and building our infrastructure to modern standards. The vast majority of highways and overpasses in this region uh, were built 50, 60 years ago. Trucks are larger today than they were 50, 60 years ago. We're carrying higher loads than 50, 60 years ago. Now, I don't want to remove culpability and responsibility to the drivers and the companies they work for when I say this. But at the same time, uh, we should be doing the responsible thing and ensuring that every time we're doing an upgrade in the region, uh, we're bringing our, our overpasses up to modern standards. So I, I, I think I misspoke when you and I were first talking. So all new infrastructure that's being made, the Ministry of Transportation says, has a minimum height standard uh, that is five meters. Um, the Glover Road crossing, uh, which is part of the Fraser Valley Highway 1 corridor improvement program, will have a height clearance of 5.2 meters. I'm going to assume the Steveston overpass that they're building on the north side on the Richmond side of the Massey Tunnel, that's going to be a little higher than uh, what the original Steveston overpass was at, which was built in 1959. Um, um, other provinces, and I didn't realize this, are having similar problems as well. If you Google Alberta and overpasses in Ontario and overpasses, it's more common than we think. Uh, your thoughts on a national strategy or national penalties uh, in regards to dealing with this issue? Well, Jazz, we need to understand that when this starts to happen over and over and over again, 30 plus times since December 2021, there is a national economic impact. These highways, I'll, I'll keep using Highway 99 as an example because it's in my backyard. Highway 99 uh, is a major national trade corridor connecting all of Canada to the Blaine U.S. border crossing, to Delta Port, the largest container port terminal in Western Canada, uh, to BC Ferries, the gateway to Vancouver Island. Uh, every single time an overpass is hit and people are stuck in traffic, there are national impacts. It is affecting the ability to get goods to market, uh, to get uh, supplies where they need to be, to get people paid for the work that they do. So it is a national imperative uh, that, that we have uh, freedom of mobility across this country, not just for people, but also for goods. Maybe the problem is just these schools. I don't know the age of these drivers. I'm going to just assume they're younger, not as experienced. Maybe that's wrong on my part. I'm just making an assumption. Should we be focusing more on these schools that are graduating these individuals? Because I, I don't see, you know, I don't see older drivers that are experienced for a real long time getting into this type of trouble. And trucking is going to be like no other, just like every other industry. You've got baby boomers retiring, a lot of institutional knowledge and history there. How much of this do you think is just new drivers coming out of some of these schools? and perhaps they're not trained um, as well as they should be. The companies aren't demanding um, a certain amount of accountability or maybe it's customers demanding faster and faster deliveries. I don't know. Or maybe it's all of that. Do you think part of that is just the industry and and how these drivers are being, new drivers are being trained? I, I think you're right, and I also don't think it's it's limited to trucking. I think truck. I think this is a part of the larger uh, narrative around labor shortages that every industry is experiencing. 
in, including, uh, you know, government and city halls. Uh, it is very difficult to attract new labor. Uh, it is very difficult to attract good talent. Uh, and unfortunately, what that means is you have underqualified drivers being put into situations by the companies that they work for uh, that they have no business being in. And I heard one interview from an Alberta-based truck driver who admitted that he felt uncomfortable uh, driving some of the loads that he was required to drive. He felt that he didn't have the adequate training. Uh, but companies that are in very limited uh, labor situations uh, sometimes will put people in those vulnerable situations. And uh, so it's part of the larger, the larger labor shortage issue, uh, but certainly fines uh, and education uh, and, and infrastructure upgrades are the three points that I think we need to look at. Dylan, thank you for your time. Jazz, thanks so much for having me. 